Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. The Fiqh program, jurisprudence according to the four schools of thought. And with me in the studio is Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Sab. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Mufti Sab, today our topic is on Salatul Janaza for a Shaheed or Martyr. First question What is the rank of a martyr? Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala Rasulil Kareem. Amma bad. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of this universe. Peace, blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Whenever we wish to solve a problem or know the merits or virtues of any action, we need to go to the Divine Rit, the Holy Quran, and the sayings of the Master, peace be upon him. The Qur'an speaks about martyrdom in several places. For example, in Surah Ali Imran, Almighty Allah subhanahu wa tells us, that is chapter 3, verse 169, That you should not think that those who have been slain in the path of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that they are dead, but they are alive. And they are given risk and sustenance by Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَرِحِينَ بِمَا آتَاهُمُ اللَّهُ مِنْ فَضُلِهِ And they are rejoicing and they are very very happy with the honor and the great rank and status which Almighty Allah has bestowed upon them. So it shows that there is great great virtue for them. And for us the people who have seen their sacrifices or we know about the sacrifices, the Quran says, وَلَا تَقُولُوا لِمَنْ يُقْتَلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أَمْوَاتِ بَلْ أَحْيَاءُوا وَلَكِنْ لَا تَشْعُرُونَ This is in Surah Baqarah chapter 2 and verse number 154. Almighty Allah says, And do not say, For those who have been martyred and killed in the path of Almighty Allah, they are dead. بَلْ أَحْيَاءُوا But they are alive. This alive does not mean that how a Muslim or a non-Muslim when he dies then is given life. This is a special type of life and it is a life of honor, dignity, but we cannot perceive it and understand it. Therefore Almighty Allah says, وَلَكِنْ لَا تَشْعُرُونَ But you, the masses, the public, the ordinary people, you will not be able to comprehend and perceive and understand it. So it shows it is one of the highest ranks a person can obtain and attain in Islam. When we look at the hadith of Nabi alayhi salatu salam, this hadith is mentioned in Bukhari and in Muslim. Nabi alayhi salatu salam said, Ma ahadun yadukhulul jannah. And there would be none who has already entered jannah. Yuhibbu ay yarja ila dunya. That he loves to return to this world. Wa inna lahu ma ala al-ardi min shay'in. And you promise and tell him you'll give him whatever is on the earth, all the comforts, all the wealth and material wealth and whatever else. None of them would want to come back illa shaheed, except that person who made the supreme sacrifice, who gave his life in the path of Almighty Allah. فَإِنَّهُ يَتَمَنَّا أَنْ يَرْجَعَ إِلَى الدُّنْيَا He who would be desirous to return to this worldly life, فَيُقْتَلْ أَشَرَ مَرَّاتِ And he who would want to be killed and martyr, martyr ten times, Nabi alayhi salam said, لِمَا يَ 
الكرام من الكرامة because of the honor and the dignity which Almighty Allah has bestowed upon him. So it shows that this was a desire of the Master himself. He said, لَوَدِدْتُ أَنْ أَغْزُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ فَأُقْتَلْ ثُمَّ أَغْزُوا فَأُقْتَلْ I myself, the Master said, peace be upon him, that I have the ardent desire. I fight in the path of Almighty Allah and then I'm martyred. Then again I fight and then again I'm martyred. So it shows that when we look at the actions of the Master and his speech and we look at the Quran Kareem, so the rank honor of a martyr is one of the highest in Islam. And all these ahadith are mentioned that we have quoted thus far in Bukhari and in Muslim Sharif. Muftisab, kindly define a martyr. When we look at the term martyr, a shaheed in Arabic, why is he called shaheed? He is called shaheed because he has already witnessed and jannat and paradise is being shown to him or because the malaika are there present by him, meaning they are also out there to honor him. So there are several reasons why the person is called a martyr. Regarding the various definitions of the jurists of Islam, we will take each one because there are slight differences among the, uh, the scholars and jurists of Islam. The Hanafi scholars say a shaheed and martyr in the technical sense of the term is a person who died in the battlefield, meaning the enemies got the better of him, or he was a person that uh, he was killed, zulmant, meaning that he was killed in such a way that he was oppressed and these people killed him, whether it is the highway robbers or whether it is the crooks or the people who are thieves and hijackers or whether he was a person that was killed daytime or nighttime protecting his wealth and was killed due to an oppressive manner. Or, for example, another Muslim killed him also. For example, a Muslim kills another Muslim and the person who killed him is the oppressor and this person is oppressed. So, but the person who has been killed must be a person, obviously, who is a Muslim and he must be a person who is sane and a major. Major means that he has to be, have attained the age of puberty and the person must be free from impurity that it must not be, not be in a state of junub, meaning that the ceremonial impurity, if it is a female, then she must not be in a haze or nifas, her postnatal or in a menses. So these are the conditions that the Hanafis have mentioned in essence that that person there did not get any benefit. For example, if he was injured in a battlefield, he did not go to the hospital or get medication. He did not have a meal after that. So these are all conditions which the Hanafis attach for a person to qualify as a martyr. According to Imam Malik, rahimahullah, he is that person who died in a battlefield when the enemies attacked him, and then this person here, yeah, according to Imam Malik, rahimahullah, did not eat or not drink, and that person there after he was injured, he didn't get the, the benefit of medication. So all these are considered as conditions, according to Imam Malik, rahimahullah, as well. And according to Imam Shafi, rahimahullah, that a martyr is he, that a person who fought against the kuffar and the disbelievers, and then the kuffar, the disbelievers killed him, or a Muslim killed him by mistake. Uh, for example, that also according to Imam Shafi'i, rahimahullah, the person will be considered as a martyr. And according to Imam Shafi'i and Imam Malik, rahimahullah, 
They say whether the person is in a state of cleanliness or whether the person requires a bath, in both cases he would still be considered as a martyr. So being in that state of junub where you require a bath or in the case of a female she's in a menses or in a postnatal, that would not disqualify them according to Imam Shafi'i and Imam Malik rahimahullah and that would disqualify the person from being a martyr according to the Hanafi school. So the ma the Hanbali school is very similar to that of the Hanafi school, and that is in essence the uh, differences between the various scholars of Islam that uh, when they defined who is considered to be a martyr. Muftisab, how many types of martyrs are there? In essence, you have three types of martyrs. One is the person who fought in the battlefield. His intention is also sincere. He's doing all this solely only to elevate the religion and deen of Islam. So that person is a martyr in this world. And because of his sincerity, he is a martyr even in a year after. So Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam said, when he was asked, some people fight to show their boldness. Some people fight because of riyah to impress people. Nabi alayhi salam gave one comprehensive answer and said, Man al-ulya Whosoever fights in the path of Almighty Allah to elevate this deen of Almighty Allah, that person there is in the path of Almighty Allah. This hadith is mentioned in Mishkat Sharif and many other hadith compilations. So it shows the first category of martyrs are those who have made the supreme sacrifice and then they were martyred and killed in the battle and their intention also was sincere. Almighty Allah Azza wa Jal is the sole judge of that. We cannot judge what is in the hearts of people. So that would be the first category. Second category would be those people who are martyrs only in this world, but in a year after they would not be martyrs. For example, a person is part of the Muslim army, they are fighting the enemy, and this person gets injured, he passes away, and in that battlefield, all the conditions are fulfilled, but the person's intention was polluted, was tainted, his intention was just to impress people, his intention was not to please Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so in the year after, he would be deprived of all the great rewards and merits and virtues that a shaheed and a martyr is entitled to with the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah. So the first one was shaheed fi dunya wal akhirah. The first one was a martyr in this world and in the year after. The second one is, second category, the person is a martyr only in this world and not in the year after because of no sincerity or because that person did not have that real commitment and although he died, but as mentioned previously, regarding these issues, Almighty Allah Azza wa Jal is the sole judge. And the third one, Nabi Alayhi himself mentioned that in Islam you get many type of martyrs that is a shaheed fil akhirah. So in this world we will treat him or her as an ordinary person, meaning that when a Muslim dies, then we do everything, that we give them ghusl, we give them a bath, and then we enshroud them, give them the kafan, we read the sadhu nazar. So for this third category, we would do all these things here. But in a year after, they would be resurrected as martyrs. Let's take some examples which Nabi alayhi salam gave. Al-Ghariq Shahidun, a person who drowns is a shaheed. Nabi alayhi salam said, Al-Hariq Shahidun, a person whose body is burnt, he's shaheed. 
وَصَاهِبُ hadmi shaheed, A person who was crushed. Today we know of accidents, sometimes that the cars or the trucks and vehicles, they crash and they collide with one another. People are killed instantly. So all these type of people, the person who drowned, the person who was burned to death, the person who was involved in accidents or the whole building collapsed on him or on her. So they are shaheed and martyrs in the year after. Well, Mabatunu Shaheed, you know many a time we hear of people, for example females, that whilst giving birth, that she passed away, and maybe the child survived, but the mother passed away. So all stomach-related uh, sicknesses or whilst giving birth, so all this would be considered as martyrdom, but this martyrdom is only in the year after. In the world, we will apply all the rules that apply to the normal deceased and Muslim person who passed away. Will the martyr be given ghusl? According to the vast majority of scholars, there will be no ghusl given to the shaheed. And that is the verdict of Imam Shafi'i, Imam Malik, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal, Rahimahullah. So any form of impurity that is there on their bodies, so that would be removed, excluding the blood. Because that is a sign of this person being a martyr. So the blood would be left on his body, but any other impurity, that would be removed. And what is the proof of the majority of the scholars? The hadith of Jabir radiallahu an, Anna Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam amara bidafni shuadai uhud fi dima'ihim. And Nabiya alayhi salatu salam commanded that the 70 sahabas and companions who were martyred in the battle of Uhud in the third year of the hijrah, that they must be buried in their blood. وَلَمْ يَغْسِلْهُمْ And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not give them ghusl. None of the sahabas gave ghusl. This hadith is mentioned in Bukhari and Muslim. مَا يُقْلَمُ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ That no person is injured in the path of Almighty Allah. إِلَّا جَاءَكَ هَيْأَتِي حِينَ كُلِّمَا The person who would come as he was injured and wounded, alone, alone, would dumb, outwardly the blood would be the color of blood, وَالْرِيحُ رِيحُ مِسْكِ and inwardly it means the fragrance of musk would emanate and come from there. So all these, this hadith is also mentioned in Bukhari and Muslim. So it shows that these are the proofs of majority of the scholars. Regarding the Hanafi scholars, they say that there will be no ghusl given to a person who passed away in a battlefield if that person was a Muslim, obviously, and he's sane and mature, and the person died in the state of cleanliness. So then no ghusl would be given according to the Hanafis. But if that person there died in the state of uh, junub, meaning that ceremonial impurity, or the lady passed away in the state of haze, in a menses on the fast natal, then according to Imam Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah, ghusl will be given to that person there. And similarly, ghusl will be given to people who are children, minors, and those who are insane as well, according to Imam Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah. Is there kafan for a matter? There will be no kafan, really speaking, for a martyr according to the majority of the scholars because when we speak of kafan, then Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam said that you must bury them, that Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam said, idfinuhum bithiyabihim. So it means you bury them with their clothing. And this is according to all the ulama, that there would be no real kafan for them as we understand the kafan. And according to this, all the scholars, one could say that there is unanimity on this issue. And all this is done because of to honor them,
they are not considered as ordinary people and they are considered with their special people. So they would be buried with the coffin, the, the clothing that they have. So that is how you will enshroud them. You would not, for example, in the case of a male, go and get three pieces of cloth or material or in the case of a female, five pieces. So you would bury them in the clothing in which they are and that is to honor them again. As Nabi Salam said, the hadith is mentioned in Abu Dawood and Ibn Majah, either if you know whom, that you bury them, or you enshroud them, him in their clothing. So this is again the unanimity on this issue. Mufsisab, is Salatul Janaza for the Shaheed performed? Again, here yeah, there is difference of opinion among the scholars of Islam. Is there Salatul Janaza for a Shaheed or isn't there Salatul Janaza for a Shaheed? We have to go to the battle of Uhud. We all know that in the third year of the Hijrah, that was in the month of Shawwal, that Nabi salam and on the outskirts of Medina Munawwara, there was a battle ensued and took place, and the Kuffar were victorious, although initially the Muslims were victorious, and there the Muslims suffered great loss. Seventy people were martyred. Sayyidu Shuhada, the greatest of the martyrs, Sayyidina Hamza radiallahu an, and many other companions were made shaheed. Now the question arises, did Nabi salam read the Salatul Janaza for these companions or not? Majority of the scholars, Imam Shafi'i, Imam Malik, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal say that Salatul Janaza was not read. Lam yuswalli alayhim is mentioned in Bukhari and in Muslim. And why is there no Salatul Janaza for a person who is a martyr in the true sense of the word? Meaning that this person made the supreme sacrifice. So the people who are going to read the Salatul Janaza, then they should read Salatul Janaza for him in the sense of dua only. So there is no Salatul Janaza for a person who passed away in the battlefield. So for him, you bury him without a Salatul Janaza. So, and the people should continue making dua and supplicating for him. Thereafter, what about those people that, uh, according to the Hanafis, that what is their verdict? Because we mentioned the Shafis and Malikis and Hanbalis. So the Hanafis say Salatul Janaza will be read. The Hanafis, they use the proof that Sayyidina Hamza radiallahu ta'ala anhu, as mentioned in some hadith, that his Salatul Janaza was read with the other Sahabas. But when we look at the majority of the hadiths, the majority of the hadiths say Salatul Janaza was not read. Obviously, this is an academic discussion. Both sides are great scholars of Islam and they have their respective proofs. So we must respect. And if people are following the Hanafi school and they read the Salatul Janaza, then no one objects. And if people are following the majority of the school, then they do not read Salatul Janaza. Likewise, we need to show respect and tolerance on these type of issues. What about those who are killed because they are criminals, example, adulterers, murderers, etc.? In Islam, as we mentioned, that the whole concept of martyrdom is these people are being honored, they are being killed, Muslimen, that they were killed because they were oppressed. When we look at Islamic law and the criminal law, so we find in certain instances that a person would be killed. Let's take, for example, a person is married and male or female, he or she commits adultery. Now there is confession and admission of guilt. Now we kill them. So that person there 
Gusal will be given to that person. You give a bath to the person. There will be kafan for that person. Salatul Janazah will be read. Because this person was not killed, Zulman. This person was not killed out of oppression. He's not an oppressed person. He was killed haqqan. Therefore, Quran says, وَلَا يَكْتُلُونَ النَّفْسَ الَّتِي حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ So they were killed in the cause of justice, not in the cause of oppression. So therefore, for example, an adulterer or adulteress, for them they would be treated as normal people and they would not be given these great virtue and merits. Similarly, a person who committed murder, premeditated murder, and now the heirs of the deceased unanimously, they want the life for life. So in a case like that, when this person is given the capital punishment and he is killed, in a case like that, Salatul Janazah would be read upon him. And if a person, Allah forbid, becomes a murtad, he denounces Islam, so obviously he also or she, that according to majority of the scholars, that person would be killed. According to Abu Hanifa, Imam Abu Hanifa, Rahimahullah, in a case like that, that for the woman they would be jailed, but majority of the scholars say you will kill her also. Nevertheless, there's a separate issue, but now that person is non-Muslim, so the question does not arise of Salatul Janazah or of Gusal or Kafan, because that is a non-Muslim. So the good examples would be in the case of adultery or in the case of premeditated murder, definitely in those cases there will be Gusal, Kafan as well, the enshrouding and the Salatul Janazah. Muftisab, Salatul Janazah for martyrdom operators. What happens in this case? We know that according to the Muslim scholars, that the vast majority of scholars say that martyrdom operators are also people who are martyrs, that they go into the battlefield, they go into those places where the enemy are, and then they are destroying the enemy or some members of the enemy. So in a case like that, that there is no body left or anything left in a case like that because their own bodies are also in pieces. So is the Salatul Janazah or not? So in a case like that, if we say that this person got killed in a battlefield and we apply those laws there, then according to majority of the scholars, there will be no Salatul Janazah. And if you say, then apply the Hanafi law, then you will say that there is Salatul Janazah. So it is a case where there will be difference of opinion, but all said and done, if you read the Salatul Janazah, there will be no harm. And if you do not read the Salatul Janazah, because they are martyrdom operations, so in a case like that, you make dua for them, that Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevates their rank and status, and you continue making dua for them. Or you read Salatul Janazah al-Ghaib, in absentia, as we mentioned previously, according to the Shafis and the Hanbalis. So that is totally permissible. And the Muhaddithin, the scholars of Hadith. So it shows that this is a place where there would be flexibility allowed. And more so, this is a modern masla that has come up in this day here now, that, and this term also that we use. So therefore, there would be slight difference of opinion. So if we read Sadhul Janaza, we would say it is acceptable. And if we want to apply the law of a person now went into the battlefield and he killed himself and the martyrdom took place and he killed the enemy. So in cases like that, we would say that there is no Sadhul Janazah according to Imam Shafi, Imam Malik, Imam Ahmad. But as I mentioned, there are other opinions on this issue. Mufti Sahib, is it permissible to desire martyrdom? 
Definitely it is something not only desirable, it is something mentioned by the messenger, by the messenger himself, peace be upon him. The messenger himself said, as mentioned in Bukhari, لَوَدِدْتُ أَنْ أَغْزُوَ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ I have the strong desire that I fight in a part of Allah, then I am killed and martyred, then again I fight and again I am martyred. So it shows that Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam had the desire. In Bukhari Sharif, the dua and supplication of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala was mentioned, Allah marzukni shahadatan fi sabilik, waj'al mawti bi baladi rasulik. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala used to make the following dua and supplication, O oh Allah, grant me martyrdom in thy path and give me death in the city of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So it shows that it is something very, very important that Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam desired this and Almighty Allah love for Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam that it happened in the ummah to his grandson Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu ta'ala and as well. So martyrdom is something every Muslim should desire for and the intention should be sincere not for name of for fame because once a person realizes that our life our wealth and everything the bounties all come from almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now we are prepared to give that life in the best form back to almighty Allah so therefore martyrdom is considered as one of the greatest and therefore it is highly encouraged but we must draw a dichotomy people today sometimes are using this for Issues that are not Islamic issues. For example, that there is a political opponent and now they want to exterminate him and they just go into him election time or whatever else. So obviously these are issues that we need to understand. The intention always must be to elevate the deen of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it must be done with sincerity and there should not be ulterior motives as sometimes nowadays people tend to use the ulterior motives and then they do this type of actions and we know that when a person has that strong desire for martyrdom even if he dies on his bed meaning at home then too also Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will elevate him with the martyrs inshallah and if a person did not make dua did not have the desire of martyrdom in the hadith it comes that mata'ala nifaq he has passed away on hypocrisy some form of hypocrisy there is so we all should know that it is important that life and death is in the hands of almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so what better way Oh Allah, make that the best day in our life when we come to meet Thee. So these are the way and the outlook of life as far as a true Muslim goes. Jazakallah Muftisah for all your answers. You have certainly cleared up all misconceptions regarding Salatul Janazah for a Shaheed. From myself and Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain, I say Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh.